Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp H-E-L-P. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello and welcome to the Red Men TV. It is the Uncensored Match Build-Up Show. It's Liverpool hosting Burnley at the weekend and I am joined by Tom Bailey and Ross for this one. Uh, Tom Dutton, first and foremost... We normally start the show, and the, and the recent way of starting the show is the biggest game of the season so far. So I'm going to change that up a little bit and go, there's nine huge games left in this Premier League season right now, and yeah. everyone's going to feel as big as the last one and the next one. Um, right now it's Burnley up next, and it's got to be must-win at this point. I know, they all are. It's mad. I mean, the amount of pressure on us now, just in terms of from internal pressure as well, just trying to keep it up, trying to keep it going, and... We say it's massive big nine games because they're all winnable games. And that's the thing is, if, if we drop points in any of them, there's got to be serious questions asked. The, the last nine games, only three of them are in the top half, I think. And uh, the rest of them are a, a, a bottom half. And that's what we've made a whole season out of, is beating these teams and, and being really, really consistent. So I have all the faith in the world that we're going to do it. If we don't, then you've got to you've got to look at the squad and think, why not? What have you done wrong? Yeah, that's it. Listen, I think Bailey, it's pretty easy to say if if Man City win out, they'll be worthy league winners. Yeah. If Liverpool go and win all nine games, um, I think we'll be league winners. To be mm-hmm. honest with you, I don't see that Man City will win out. But how are you feeling at the moment heading into this one? Do you know what we? I don't know if you've seen it upstairs yet, but on the whiteboard, I decided that I'm going to write all the nine fixtures out that we've got, all the nine fixtures that City have got. And it's put things into perspective for me quite a bit because, like Tom said, we've got Chelsea and Tottenham. And we wrote out three points, one point, where where do we think that we're going to pick up and drop points? And I think we put down one draw as our sort of predicted outcome for the season. We looked at cities and they've got Leicester, Palace, um, United, Spurs. They've got a lot of sort of points in that season and in the rest of their games where you're like, that could be a hiccup. So to me, it's a case of, like Tom said, it's this is the these nine games for us have got to be the best nine games we've ever played and they've got to be comfortable realise that we are still in the driving seat compared to the games that City have got we've got the preferable sort of running so yeah I'm, I'm so to answer the question nervous still <laughs> from the start of the season okay and listen I think you make a good point there but one thing I will say to sort of just to, to, to see what your thoughts on it are did anyone like? I don't think that's healthy doing that personally. Mm. People cope in different Blame ways. Well, people cope in different ways. For me, 
if I wrote down all the results that Manchester City have got this season, I would never have predicted a Newcastle loss. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And that's yeah. that, and that's for me is the difference is mm. you just can't predict football in that way. Yeah. If we could, we'd all get ten team accumulators every week. Oh yeah, we and won we the don't. league by the way on this board. We've won the league yeah. by one point. You know to what? make ourselves. Did feel you do better. the Liverpool echo thing the other week? Yeah, that's, what, that's exactly yeah. why we've done it. I, mate, I, we, I had us winning the league on that as well. Yeah. But then I also had us winning at Old Trafford and Everton in those games. Yeah, so, yeah. you know what I mean? That's kind of the point that I'm trying to that strive at there. Uh, Ross, where are you? Where's your head at, mate? I've is it on the floor or on, the, on uh, your neck? I feel like I've had a lot of therapy this week, to be honest with you. A lot of closure. Um, one, of that, one of the things to deal with that is to filter out social media and the backlash of it now. I think we've seen the, you know, the West Ham, Leicester games. We know what it's like afterwards. And it, you said this before, you know, it can skew your opinion or it skews your mood. You make your own judgments. If you're pissed off after the game... That's completely fine. I think everyone in here was pissed off after the game, but you don't go and lose your head afterwards. I think we're all pretty level-headed in this this office. Um, it's just, it's not ruined it, but it kind of taints it when, like, you see Liverpool fans kind of at each other's throats on the internet, and like, it's fine to have a divided opinion, but the word bottle job is going around loads, and that's not. I can't engage with someone who uses that term. It's all, if I said to you, we fucking bottled it, you kind of go, you dickhead. But I said, actually, Chris, I think you know City are going to be hard to catch this season. You'd have a discussion then, isn't it? So it's the, the terminology that people use that's dead toxic, that are, that, are, that are hate, that's slowly getting less this week and kind of getting towards the Burnley game and get excited about it now again. And it's another home game. We know what our home crowd is like. Singing the hearts out, we saw the last, last home game, you know, the Watford, how good it was. And I think that was not, not Liverpool's fault, but after the Watford game, we're all on that high again and going, right, we'll bang up for this again to go to an Everton draw, which is a completely different type of game where form goes out the window. I think people kind of forget that and go, well, we won 5 0 now, we're going to walk the rest of our 10 games. It doesn't work like that. But again. Unfortunately. Yeah, unfortunately it doesn't, yeah. But again, I think, you know, home crowd behind us, uh, the confidence that, we, that we've got, I don't think the players will be as half as affected as, as we have been as, as fans. Um, and I just think they'll, they'll go out of there and go and do the job. This, is, this has been a mad week for me, and I, I don't know whether you'll agree with this one, Tom, but for me, you know, the Everton results at the weekend, it is what it is. Uh, we, can't, we can't change that now. It's felt like I wasn't quite ready to start talking about Burnley, even at the point of this show, to be honest with you. Couldn't wait for it. Really? That's interesting. For me, I was like, I was done with the Everton and I was kind of enjoying the break where we'd done all the Everton content and we hadn't, for the first time, normally when we're two games a week, you're like, fucking post-match, 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 pre-match. And I've been kind of in that routine where to have a couple of days just to breathe, mm. almost forget about it, actually enjoy the Champions League footy midweek yeah, yeah. and not focus on whether Liverpool are going to be playing and how we're going to be playing. I've kind of enjoyed that break. And then now, I think it's probably a good job, but I am kind of ready to yeah. talk about Burnley. Like, <laughs> um, But I don't know, where, where, where do you sit on it, Tom? I, I, I'll be honest, I really enjoy just after the loss, after the draw, I want to move on and go to the next one. And that's purely because I, I understand that this team does its talking on the pitch. Where I, that's why I hate transfer season, because there's all like stipulations and, oh, this could happen, this. No, 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 forget about that. Forget about transfers, forget about things that aren't on the pitch, because this Liverpool side do magical things on the pitch. And yeah... Look, a bad, a disappointing result, not even bad, a disappointing result against Everton, then giving someone a chance to, giving these players a chance to redeem themselves, and they do it every time, they do it consistently, they go, okay, bad, bad result, let's, let's, let's go again and let's show everyone why we're where we are, everyone seems to think after that Everton result, all the players that got us to the position where we are, aren't good enough, or shouldn't be in this team, shouldn't even be in the squad, you're thinking, 
sorry, these are the players who have got us where we are. These are the players who fought for you. And these are the players who you've praised after certain games and said they've had a great game. Why are you forgetting about that now? And and that's that. I understand exactly what you mean in terms of you needed a break and stuff, but the re the break gives people time to like stew over things and go, oh, this wasn't good enough, and now mm. I've got two more days of thinking it wasn't good enough, and then worrying about because that wasn't good enough, is it going to be good enough there? Forget about that. Give them a game every two days and just let them show you what how good they are. I don't know. That's, that'd be, that's my that'd be interesting because you wouldn't get the the fallout from post fans, would you? Because you wouldn't have time to complain. Because I think that's the one problem that I think that a lot of teams have, a lot of fans have, is that the fickleness is that you you need that instant gratification after a loss. You need to get straight back on the horse and show us that that, that wasn't that was just a blip. And it's when you have that those delays for some fans, it's just sort of nail biting because you don't know what team's going to show up. Is it going to be the Watford 5-0 from the week before or are you going to get the 0-0 that drew at Everton? So it's like you want those quick answers just to sort of wash away the slate. And, and, th and this is the thing, this is fans we're talking about here mm -hmm. and just fans. Yeah. Because you know after a draw at Everton, the lads maybe, I don't know whether they have a day off or they have a recovery day or whatever, but then the focus turns yeah. to the yeah. next game. Yeah. And they're not thinking about that result, they're thinking about how to improve, how to get better, how to beat Burnley. Mm -hmm. And this is just something we have to deal with as fans and, and that's the thing that ba baffles me is we don't make any difference you know, in the in the week, yeah, yeah. we make no difference whatsoever. This squad's focused. Uh, this squad's looking forward to that Burnley game and stuff. And Ross, you know, Liverpool have got to be ready for the fight against Burnley, mm. and it will be a fight because yes, they're five. <laughs> Literally, well, yeah, they're five point clear, five points clear of the relegation zone as it stands. Yeah. But they lose a game of Cardiff, win, mm. and all of a sudden it's two points. So we've got to expect a dogfight in this game. Yeah, that's. Funny enough, when Bailey was doing that thing upstairs, and we're kind of going three points there, three points there, and you're like, you know, because some of them teams will be in a relegation battle. It's not, it's not as simple as that anymore. Uh, particularly with Burnley, who are a physical side. So when you said fight, I just threw back to the reverse fixture where Gomez got injured and they were throwing challenges about and stuff. I expect them to do exactly the same thing again, and that will stop our fluidity, stop our flow of the game, because that's the only way that they can stop us. Um, having said that, though, when you say about learning and going on. Liverpool should have learned from that last fixture to know what that's exactly what Burnley are like and try and find something to, to counter that or them themselves be up for the fight um, and put themselves about. You've got to counter it though because we've got the bottom five in this last run. That's yeah. what we've that's got. Tough. Yeah. So it, that's it tough. is tough. People think that that's, that's good. I, I'm not sure. No. It, I, I, I think it is good because of if you look at the goals against Colm. Like barely fifty three goals. Tell me it's a completely different thing. Well, of course it is, but there's a reason why they're down there. Yes, but there's also a reason why that great escapes happen every single of season. Course, yeah. Of course, because these teams, when they're fighting for their life, they're like mm. a friggin' the game is a badger. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, Back yeah. a badger in the court into a corner, it's going to come out swinging. Oh, and yeah. that's what these teams are. So looking at the bottom five and going, you know what? We've got to play them. That's sound. That that's not sound. Yeah, I'd rather a team between be between seven and twelfth and be on the beach. No danger of relegation. Of no danger of of European football. Just yeah. to see what Tom was saying there. Though, there's a reason why they're down there, and that's the quality, and that's the difference if you're playing like a Man United or an Everton who, who part the bus. I know they, they didn't essentially do that, but we were good at defending. Or Bayern Munich were really good at defending. They're that low. We should have enough quality to if they are going to do that. We mm. have we have the quality to beat them. But to, for me, it's the case of we, we call this nine nine cup finals towards uh, being top of the table. It's, it's the same for them. It's nine cup finals to avoid relegation. It's just looking at the so other side of the coin, and they've got five of the top six to play still. 
and one of and Cardiff. But they, can't, that force, they can't force with draws either, though, can they? No, no. That, that, you know what that means to me. I think draws are all right for them at this point. Yeah, that, that's, that's and, that, and that's a danger. Yeah, because yeah. that means they they start the game with something to lose. Yeah. They they think right yeah. well, if we draw against these five teams, we park the bus. A result, anything but a draw, then it's a case of we beat Cardiff. We, we basically, we've won. We've, we've won that relegation battle because that's that's the one game in their diaries they're going to look at. I think that's what our title, our season tilts on. The rest of these five teams, they don't expect to win, but it's a case of do they then want to come out and give the, give them a game, give us a game at those five teams? Because you look at it and it's not like you've got two teams in the mm. top six that you've got to play, so you can sort of say, "I oh, will give those away." It's five of them. Yeah. Can you afford to sit back against five of them? No. Well, uh, it, it's one of them. I, I I think if they do sit back. Any of these five teams, it's Burnley, Southampton, Cardiff, Fulham and Huddersfield. If any of them five teams decide to sit back, I think we've got the quality and it's getting back to that first part of the season where we were grinding out wins. It's what City yeah. are doing at the moment and we don't need to click, we don't need to be perfect, we just need to be solid at the, at the back, recycle possession when they try and break on us because that's their game plans every time is mm -hmm. break. We've got Van Dijk and Matt up there, we've got the wing play up the sides to, to overload the, the wings, which is where Burnley are really, really weak. It's how Palace beat them the other day is down the wings. We have every asset there, I think, to be able to recycle play and it's just about taking them opportunities. It's being clinical. You don't have to be clinical every single shot but you need to put one of them away, two of them away and we need to get back to that. I don't know what type of mentality shift that takes, especially with Mo Salah at the moment. He's, he's not scored for, for, I think it's like five, six, seven games maybe. You've got to get back into that mentality of keep it going it's how we beat Everton at the end we didn't mm. stop the fans need to know this we need to not get nervy when it, it wasn't nervy the other day when we beat Watford 5-0 because from the off we went and we believed and that's it that's what happens when you score a goal on the 10 minutes yeah. and yeah. 20 minutes yeah. and you just sort of grind through the gears yeah. and it, it, it's a massively important game just just for a bit of perspective the team that beat Burnley last time out right got Alisson in goal Joe Gomez at right back Matip Virgil Alberto Moreno played left back Shakiri right wing with Naby and Jordan Henderson as the two centre mids James Milner uh, on the left with Divock and Daniel Sturridge up front yeah. now you can look at that and you can look at the team and go, well, we beat them 3-1. That was We should beat them again with us. I'm probably a much stronger side. But what I, I will say is we brought Firmino and Salah on in that yeah, game because yeah. it was one all. Yeah. And took Moreno yeah. off. Took Moreno off. And took Moreno off. off. That's a big thing for You me, know what man. I mean? So we've had to go very uh, aggressive in that game to get those three points. Yeah. This time, I don't think there's there's any other hand to play for Jürgen. I don't think he's resting players in, in no. at this point of the season. He's putting his best side out there every single week. So, question to, to you then, Ross. Mm -hmm. What's his best side for this game, mate? Uh, his best side is his strongest side. I think the only difference is from the weekend uh, is he needs to play a better attacking midfielder. And uh, and do something different with, with that. I understand why he brought the liner on now. I understand why he didn't start Shaqiri. Um I think this would be a much different game. You know, I think if people forget that playing Man United away, Watford and an Everton away in the space of a week to get the results that we did isn't bad results when you look at just the results alone. I get performances, but that's why people are pissed off. Lalana came on because he's defensive duties and he tracks back, which one might to believe that's why Shaqiri and Kate weren't playing there in such an end-to-end -end game. So as much as we can all say we would have done something different, we'll if I picked different lottery numbers, I might have won the fucking lottery. So we, we don't know Jürgen knows what he's doing. For this, I think it's completely different. Again, we're at home. The onus is us to go and, go and attack. And he said, first five or ten minutes, just go and take the game to him and, and kill it straight away. Um, so for me, you know, the, the four, back four picks itself, obviously Lovren's not playing again because he's, he's injured. Yeah. And yeah. I don't think he would have got in anyway. 
because Matip on, on form and his, his little mazy runs, he's going to do that against Burnley. I'm completely fine with that. Um, midfield three, I think you know Fabinho, Gini uh, are the best, best at that. Uh, I wouldn't even contemplate looking at Bayern next week. Just just go for this game right now. And then Keita because he's had two three games off. You know he was brilliant against Bayern Munich in the first leg. Hasn't played since. Uh, I get him in there and in the front three as as usual. Get Firmino back into this. Side yeah, get, get him back mm-hmm. in there. Yeah, he, he, you know. We, Again, I've said this before. You know, if you're three and zero up, an hour in, you then have to take him off. That's when you start looking towards a Bayern Munich game. But from from the off, go and get this game done. Mm. This is, that's interesting as well. You said obviously Cater's missed some games. This looking back at the highlights, I forgot how good Cater was against Burnley. I mean, he has that shot that just grazes the woodwork. Then he has there's that passage of play if you remember where. This sort of a massive scramble in the box. He has three shots in about ten seconds. One with his back at you. Yeah, well, and you're like, how has he not scored there? That was like, it's almost like he's cursed. But this is the perfect game for Cater, where he's if he's playing that eight and he can pick it up deep and drive at, at, at players. This is the sort of the team that will let that happen if they want to sit back, like we're saying, if they want to go for the draw. Cater's the perfect man that will sort of be that key to to pick them apart. Because if, if if it's not working down the wings, you give it to Cater and you you make him drive like Matip does. So yeah, I think Kate has got to be a main a main focal point in this Tom, team. Tom, tactically, how do you think Liverpool will look to play this game? Let's let's start tempo actually before we talk tactics. You know, is it important for Liverpool in front of the home crowd at Anfield on Sunday early start? Yeah. Normally the atmosphere is not great for those twelve o'clock kickoffs, but with nine to go at Anfield, you're thinking it's yeah. going to be good. How do you think Liverpool approach it tempo wise first? I think you've got to go out there. You've got to maybe not start electric, but you've got to get. You've got to be creating chances. You've got to be getting players up the pitch and, yeah, feel your way into games. We've seen Liverpool do that many a time this season where testing waters, seeing where the, the weaknesses are. But I think you've literally just got to pin them back, start with just pin them back with your full-backs and your wingers and just keep the ball passing. One-touch stuff, it's what Fabinho's fantastic at. We've done so many stat shows this, the, for the past few weeks where Fabinho's got the ball and he doesn't have more than two touches. Mm. And if he has more than two touches, it's because he has to stride forward and beat a man. And that's what we need him to be fantastic at on the day. Moving it quickly, making sure that because we've seen so many times that when we slow down the play, the crowd starts to dampen down, the game starts to get a bit weird, and then and then the crowd, because it's dampened down, the little insecurities start coming out, and instead of singing and drowning all them insecurities out, which is what we did against Watford and Bournemouth, it's like, oh, that pass nearly went to that player. It nearly went to him, it doesn't matter, but because everyone's dampened, it's heightened, and I really feel like... Go at them, show them that they're in a game, remind them why Anfield is a fortress, remind them why most teams do not want to come to Anfield. And um, no doubt, my man, we, we will we'll, we'll score a few. And then as soon as that happens, the Anfield crowd needs to roar again. Every goal, we need to be baying for another one. We need to be wanting them to go home crying, singing, show them no way to go home. That's how it needs to be every single game. I think okay. this is a game where you can get the full-backs up the pitch, yeah. whereas I don't think Man United and Everton were, like you, on your stats and tactics show. When you've got the quality on the counter-attack, that's the difference. I'm not saying Burnley are shite, but they've got two large forwards who... We're talking <laughs> Barnes and yeah, Wood, but, yeah. But they're, not, yeah. But, but, never, but they're not very fast either, are they? So they're going to play long balls up. Virgil and Matic will eat that up all day. They're going to play across the floor. We've got the midfield to drop back in yeah. when we've got the uh, Trent and Robert go forward if they're the ones who play. And equally, like you just said, if you pin them back, then you're creating space of either side for Fabinho to spray balls. Yeah. yeah. No, I, I agree. I think, But I, I, I'm, I hope Liverpool don't get nervous if they don't get the breakthrough because I think that... Mm. You know, and I, and I speak about the fans as well. I think sometimes you've got to remember that the game's like ninety plus mm. long, yeah. and that's important. And it, it just 
One thing that I've noticed, I think, over the last couple of weeks is, and, and it's it's very important when you play a side like Burnley, actually, because if they, if you start fast and you throw the kitchen sink at them and they get to half-time, you become unconfident and they become so much more confident for it. You, it. And I think you almost need to create chances and go in maybe, not not, well, not with a kitchen sink, but a spatula yeah, or yeah. a fucking whisk yeah. or something like that. You know what I mean? Not the entire kitchen sink. Just microwave. But to know that if they get to half-time, you haven't thrown absolutely everything at them. And and then and then when you come out, then bring the sink with your second half and make sure the that, you know, and they and they go shit. Because that's what we were doing earlier in the season. We were get we were breaking teams down without breaking a sweat. Yeah. yeah. And that's what we need to get back to. And and, and that's the thing that will kill their confidence and yeah. their hope off. Um okay, so we're gonna have a little look at a, a, a video that we did with the newsroom um on the redmentv.com. I did this with Lizzie Doyle from the Anfield Rap. It's absolutely fantastic. Here's her view on the title race so far. It's been much publicised that Liverpool are bottling it and all that crap. Um, one of the things that I want to know from you is, where, where are you at the moment? Like, is your head fully on or does it need a wobble? Um, it's on. It's absolutely on, but it's realistic. Um, I had a bit of a Barney with my dad after after Everton because the, the second the whistle blew... It was, oh, yeah, but in August, and I went, don't. I said, do not start that conversation with me now on this full-time whistle. I said, we're a different team now than what we were at the start of the season. Like, I don't want to hear that argument again. But what I will say is have a bit of perspective. Like, you could look at it as though we were seven points clear and now we're a point behind. You know, that's all happened in the space of nine games. We've got nine games left. You know, City was seven points ahead seven points behind and have managed to go a point ahead. We've got nine games left. Liverpool are one point behind. It takes one slip up from Man City and Liverpool can get back on top again. This this title race is not easy. And I think the reason that we're all panicking, and I'm going to say it's because we're not used to it. Yeah. We're not used to it. We don't know what it's like to be challenging for titles. The, the 13, 14 one just felt like a bit of a fluke. 0809. It was I'd a free say, hit, that wasn't it? Yeah, and and I I would go as far as say as 0809 was a little bit more realistic than 1314. Um, 1314 was everyone was just so desperate to win it for Steven Gerrard, and it was all about how Luis Suarez was playing, which was you know affecting how our chances of winning a title. And what I will say is just just keep your heads. Nine games is a lot of football. It's a lot of football. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online 
and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. So, prefer the Levens next. Um, they're all the same. <laughs> they're all the same. Yay. It's the best team. I think, it, I think for this game it is the best team, uh, but it's not the team that we've put out the last few weeks, obviously injuries aside and stuff mm. like that. Ross, we'll, we'll start with you, mate. Mm-hmm. Um, tell you what, you go through the defence, you'll go through the midfield, you go through the attack, we'll do it you like that. You can have the manager. I'll do the goalkeeper, <laughs> Alisson. Ross? Cool. Uh, Trent, back at right back, because he's <laughs> right back we've got his fit. Uh, Virgil Matip, they're in centre out we've got fit. And Robbo, because... Uh, Who's going to put Moreno in there, really? Um, I think last time against Burnley, Ross? Got took off last time against Burnley. <laughs> um, I think consistency is the key. And I've said this even from the beginning of the season. Even your centre-halves now, again, I said before, even if Lobberman was fit, he wouldn't start for me. I think having that um, communication between your centre-halves and your goalkeeper is always important. But the whole back four now, I think we've got it down to a T. You know, as much as people are saying that, you know, we didn't beat Man United, we didn't beat Everton, or Leicester, West Ham, whatever. How many goals do we concede? One. Well, listen, look, Bayern Munich, Man United, yeah, yeah. Watford, Everton, no goals conceded. Yeah. There you go. And that's, so, and that's a back five. Yeah, um, yeah. But, and it's one of the things that I kind of helped get, get through past the Everton thing of going, years gone by, we've relied on our forwards, but we had a shit defence, so you know we might have lost that game, you never know. Now, it doesn't even worry me. You know, the amount of times that Everton did attack was always snuffed out. Whatever they tried was snuffed out, and I think it'll be exactly the same against Burnley. said, uh, uh, Barnes and Wood, did they play them two? Well, what he's going to blunt the ball to Virgil and he's going to what, head it away. Play goes to fall, he's just going to run past him because you can't run past him, can you? No. Which is it's a impossible. year ago. It's, not, yeah. it's also not allowed. Yeah. Well, it was Kylian Mbappe, wasn't it? Yeah. 366 days ago, I think it was. And uh, Mbappe dribbled past him, no mm. one else since then. And that was in Netherlands versus France. He's not even been, he's not been dribbled past this season in <laughs> Liverpool's defence. Unbelievable. That's insane. Uh, Stupid. That <laughs> I'm just going to touch on the midfield. But I, oh, I, hello. I said are fourth. You, I said, are you bringing into yeah, my section? Because I said this was a bit of a talking point. I have a 4-2-3-1. No, you're not, Rush. <laughs> 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 I've gone it's for Fabinho. <laughs> you, you, you get a chance. You're not the whisper. <laughs> you've got a mic anyway. I was going to hear you. That was the point. You've got a, you've got a Fabinho. I'm, I've gone Fabinho. <laughs> <laughs> no, you've got a Fabinho. <laughs> I've gone Fabinho because I think he's the, the best six. Because uh, I, I actually put a 4-3-3 down because I'm used to seeing that now. So I, for some reason, 43 ones completely left my head. So Fabinho's gone down because I think he's the first midfielder on the team sheet. He's the most dynamic, got the most to his game, uh, defensively and attacking-wise. I think he's the full package. Genie, because he's the most reliable guy we've got. He's, a, he's on paper the most consistent, best. And I reckon if we went back through our amount of the matches that we've done this season, he's probably the one that's been in there most for this season. So he, he's got to be in. And Kate, like we spoke about earlier, he's... He's the amalgam. He's the question mark of. He's, they barely know how he plays. They're going to be scared of him. They know the danger that he possesses. And if, if they want to crowd that midfield to not let Cater have the ball, it opens up the space for the wings. So it's sort of having him in that team makes them have to make a choice. It forces their hand. So I think he's got to, he's got to be in that. Okay, team. And, and come back to you then, Ross. I think you know we, uh, Bailey's got it down as a four-three-three. Are you sticking with four-three-three or going four-two-three-one? I'm going both because I, th- I think I think it is fluid formation. I think you have to. It's game management for me. You know, if you're winning or you're going for a goal, well, you can you can risk someone else going forward, and you've got Fabinho who sits back and he's been both on forward. If you're trying to defend or you haven't got possession of the ball, 
well, you can you have four three three then just do your defensive duties to go to win the ball back. And again, it's same. I'm going to jump on the four on the front three now. No, not, you won't. I will. No, <laughs> Tom, do the forwards. Shut him up. <laughs> right. It's got to be the normal front three. There you go, batter off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I think yeah. even at times they, they they know each other so well. You can put them in the, in, in positions or pigeonhole them in places, and it, that's kind of fluid as well. Because Tom, back to you. <laughs> yeah, pigeonhole. Uh, <laughs> no, yeah. I mean, front three. No, no one else playing left wing. It's got to be Mane. The only thing is, would you put a Shakiri in, and then you put uh, no. Firmino in the ten, and you put Salah up top? I wouldn't do that for this game purely because, again, on the stats and tactics, if you haven't seen them, go and watch them because it's opened my eyes to a lot of how we play and I'll, I'll see it on the pitch, but then to have it backed up on a second viewing and to see the stats behind it about why we do it really opened my eyes. The overlap and run where, where Trent is taking that left-back left, left back and then Salah's free and it gives him so much space. It's why we scored five against Watford. Salah didn't get a goal, but he was tormenting them all game. 18 dribbles. Oh, 18 dribbles. Obviously, I think it was 12 successful or mm. something like that. So, obviously not 18 successful, but he's tormenting people. It's pulling two, maybe even three men across there and... All right, maybe Salah won't score. Maybe he's not had his shooting boots on. But that's a massive reason why we've scored so many goals. Obviously, nil, 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 blah, blah, blah. Forget about that. But, you know, it is a massive point. But it's one of them where... It doesn't, it doesn't fit my agenda. <laughs> exactly. yeah. But I really feel like you give Salah a bit of running room, he's going to go at them. Bobby Firmino needs to come back in the side. Uh, like He came on against Everton, and you can say he didn't have a massive impact. As soon as he came on, he created something. He, he, went, to, he went over to the right... They were all over the place, and Salah and Mane, unfortunately, went for the same ball over the top. And if they hadn't have done, Mane puts it to Salah, who's in the middle, and then he scores. And he's he's a difference maker for me, Roberto Firmino. And I wouldn't say we, we've massively missed him, but you can see just how much he brings to the well, squad. One, one thing I want to talk about, and, and I, listen, I'm playing devil's advocate here because I don't believe he should start. I'm with you guys. I, everybody knows I've picked the same side. Yeah, I think I am going to mention Divock, mate. I think, you know, I thought his last two performances have been really good. I thought yeah, he was one of the absolutely. one of the better players against Everton. I thought he worked so hard. Mm. But that's not... To, but here's the thing. We're a squad going for the title. There's no room for niceties in this. Mm. And he isn't in our best 11. No. So he doesn't get into this side at the moment. But he's the guy who, I think... He's one of those ones that if it's not going to plan, yeah. I'd be looking to bring him on into this game rather than a Shakiri or something. I don't know what's happened with Shakiri. Why not Shakiri? Well, he's, he, he come off the bench to need to score against him the first time, 92nd minute. Yeah. Yeah. He gets that ball over the top, lovely finish for his third goal of the season, which was that that made his namesake of he's the big substitute for us this season. And, and are you right? I don't know what's happened to him. I think he comes on a sub in this game. Going back to what I said before about the Everton United, um, the quality and the counter-attack, I don't think Klopp can rely on him to do his job properly in that sense of, of tracking back because as soon as he came against Man United when he did come on he went ballistic at him within the space of a minute for, for not doing it and you can't afford to do that so as much as you say you want to bring an attacker on you've got to do your defensive duties as well so again I don't think Burnley have got that quality in counter-attack I'll probably learn to eat me fucking words at some point but touch that Charlie yeah um, it'll be fine um, I think he will come on in this sense and he's so much better when he comes on as a substitute as well even so you're saying he, he will come on? I think he will come okay. on. In, in this game, I think he will do, but okay. I don't think he does doing against Everton United because of the quality and, okay, sorry, and, the, and the pressure in the games. I agree with you, but just, just for a, a point of fact, he's had a thigh strain over the last couple of weeks as well. Okay. Oh, wow. that's a big right. strain. So, I don't know whether that's impacted his, his <laughs> lack of uh, minutes or whatever. Like, But the Shikari one's interesting for me because but pre-thigh strain, 
he's gone off the boil. Mm, it was just yeah. as simple as that for me. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and maybe there will be a large part where you think he might he might not be trusted by Klopp, but when a player's gone off the boil, why introduce him? It's true. I mean, <laughs> you're saying about not throwing the kitchen sink at it, first half, I think Origi and Shaqiri coming on are good. I mean, we've got no defenders on the bench, really. If if, if a centre-back goes down, it's Fabinho shifting back, and then you put Hendo in the six, and you're messing around, so I don't know why I brought that up. But in terms of our bench, it's just going to be full of attackers uh, and attacking-style midfielders, I feel. And, and that that's one positive, is if we really are at the end of it, and it's nil-nil, mm. and we've got 20 to go, I think you you might take Genie off and put a Shaqiri on and go with some mad 4-1-4-1 or something like that and just throw, throw everything, everything at it. I think we might have to. I think this. I, I genuinely believe this is must-win for Liverpool's yeah. title dreams. I, th- I said it earlier, I think the next team to lose a game loses the title for me. In any game? In any of these, next, these last nine Liverpool games City. between Liverpool interesting, and City. Interesting take. Um, so listen, let's have a little focus on Burnley before we do uh, rival fixtures and stuff. Uh, they've lost the last two games. Uh, they lost 3-1 to Crystal Palace at home. Uh, they lost away to Newcastle United as well. Yeah. Uh, Newcastle obviously in a, a bit of an upturn of form recently. Uh, prior to that, the, the, the uh, beat Spurs 2-1 um, at home. Mm-hmm. Uh, the beat Brighton away and they drew with Southampton. So drawn one, won two, lost two in reverse fixture order. That mm-hmm. makes sense. Yeah. Um, Burnley's home form has been much better than their away form. I think they've turned it round a lot You know, over the last couple of months. Sean Dice has got them uh, you know, out of the relegation zone first and foremost and now they're looking upwards and, and maybe not as much over their shoulder as it were. Um, Ashley Barnes has got nine goals and two assists, and then you're looking at Chris Wood with eight goals. You know they're they're very much the danger men. Uh, Liverpool will have to be careful for that. But getting on to our rival fixtures, then um, Spurs, who uh, you know at nine points behind us at this Man, point. Thanks to Burnley, it's fucking madness, yeah. mate. Um, you know they play three o'clock against Southampton. Man City in the big one on Saturday night play at half five versus Watford. Mm-hmm. Um, on paper, that's a city win. Well, footy. I don't know. Well, I, I was talking about this when we had this in the list. You've, you've got Laporte out, Stones out, De Bruyne out, Fernandinho out, right? And that's on that, uh, basically Fernandinho and Laporte are back after the international break. So if you're thinking about this game, and I really feel like this is Watford's chance. If you think about the midfield, who is City playing the midfield? Gundogan, David Silva, uh, Bernardo Silva. Yeah, they sound shit. Oh no, they're fantastic. But if you're coming up against Watford, who've got a great midfield, look, I know we battered them 5 But an aggressive midfield. It's a very, very strong, physical midfield. If you're coming up against that, look, you expect City to win. They're fantastic. Mm-hmm. They, they can beat anyone on the day, regardless of them four players going out. But if you think, again, with Troy Deeney up top as well, battling against companies, fantastic. Otamendi's a great defender as well. But it's not first-team stuff. It's not... Like um, Fabian Delph as well as a slight doubt, he's probably going to play. But, the but well, to be fair, Zinchenko has been man of the match the last two games for Manchester City. Play. There you well, go, and, and he's, he he's been playing left back. You know what I mean? This yeah. is the, this is the quality of their squad at the moment. But oh. I think this is the one where they could drop points if they do. Um, I mean, they've got they've got Palace. I think after the international break, and United away. You know what I mean? So I. But that, at that point, they're full strength again. This is Qu- the chance. A, a question for you, for all of you, actually. Uh, I asked Lizzie this on the Newsroom podcast, uh, and I wasn't happy with the answer. <laughs> um, so, no, I'm, I'm kidding. Um, I, I'm actually just genuinely interested. Mm-hmm. Um, did our draw against United look better for them beating PSG? <laughs> mm. I mean, PSG I mean, they, squandered they had, loads of chances. Because remember, Tom, hang on a minute, remember, 
They had a few injuries to the midfield. Oh, it's true. They had even more against PSG. They had fucking 10 first teams. <laughs> my mates who United fans said they finished the game with two players I'd never heard of in my Greenwood life. Greenwood and um, is Chong. It Chong. Chong, yeah. And I was like, against PSG. I oh, know they classed them too. Have you not heard of them? That Greenwood <laughs> and under 18s <laughs> revelation, apparently, like you're talking 20, 30 goals a season, Jobby. But I don't think he even got a touch. That Chong come on and actually didn't have a very good game for, for United. He did the ball away a few times, didn't he? That Pereira has I been. Pereira's been all right. It, it was a but the the question's still out there. No one's answered it. Is odds are all better for for seeing what they've done since? Uh, let's say yes. So I feel better. Okay, so. Yeah, I think that with the, <laughs> with the Solskjaer sort of thing that they've got going on at the minute, like when Kenny came in for us, and you have sort of that resurgence under an icon almost, it gives me hope because I hope that he gets the job and that sort of crumbles away in in the end. Do you know what? I was so bought into that three weeks ago. <laughs> I was so bored. He convinced he's a good manager. He, I think, I think he's a good. I think he might be a good manager. Uh, fair play, then. And you know what? I live to be proven wrong, yeah. especially when it comes to this. Yeah. Ross, what do you think? No, it's not a better result. No. Fucking hell, mate. Why would you think? Just to be you different. I, I don't answer them. I'm asking the questions. <laughs> um, That's why he does the newsroom. Sunday, us versus Watford. Uh, sorry, Burnley midday. Chelsea Wolves, Wolves. two o five, and a, and a very big game in the hunt oh, I didn't for know top this four. Arsenal versus United. Wow, at six half pointer. Four. Um, thankfully, not in a, in a race that we're in. That's it. I don't care. I'm literally just watching the City games from now on. I'm not even going to watch them, actually. Don't watch them. I'm just, I might watch that one just to see what uh, I Wofford do and as soon as City score two. I'm like, City, yeah, City right. games. So though. I will see yeah. you at 5.32 yeah, yeah. when City have scored a goal against Wofford. <laughs> well, that's it. When Chelsea went up against City, I was like, oh, come on. Oh, oh, oh. It's just not worth it. Yeah. It's, it's no good. Because it is the thing. When, when it was a three-horse title race, but, and, you know, only a week or so ago when Tottenham was still in it, Liverpool win, and that, that's supposed to be your weekend, mate. Mm-hmm. But Spurs and City win, and you've lost twice and won once. Yeah. I've come out of the weekend feeling <laughs> yeah. worse than when I went into yeah. it. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I'm just like, just ignore that shit. I can't be dealing with that. It's enough following one football team yeah. and mm. having your hopes and dreams and pinned to that one football team. I don't need another two no. to follow as well. Thank Fair you. Klopp will do the business. This team's going to do the business. I'm not worried. Okay. Um, and Well, let's go to you on score predictions then. 4-0. Okay. 4-0. 3-0. Clean sheets, I like it. Yeah, there has to be a clean sheet. Well, listen, yeah. that's been the Uncensored Match build-up show. I was back yesterday with the Start 11 prediction show. <laughs> I, hope you, I hope you check that one out. Spoilers, uh, I picked the same side that we've all picked here today. And the same um, T-shirt. And... Are you going to change it? No, No, I've got two of this, you know what I mean? (laughs) It's a belted t-shirt though, isn't it? Available from theredmentv.com Click that little shop tab and it's on there, Fab 4 It's fantastic, thank you very much for joining me Thank you to Simon behind the camera Thank you for subscribing to the Redmen TV If you have, if you haven't subscribed right now Like the video, leave us your thoughts on anything we've said In the comment section below And I will have seen you yesterday for the starting 11 But we will be back after we beat Burnley by 4-0, 4-0, 3-0 and 2 you know. Thanks for watching. I'll see you next time. Ta-ra. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with Bowlin Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowlin Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlinBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. When your skin feels nourished and glows, you radiate confidence. Osea makes giving your skin a glow up easy with their clean, clinically proven Mega Moisture Duo. This seaweed-powered duo features two of Osea's best sellers, Andaria Algae Body Oil and Andaria Collagen Body Lotion. Glow from the inside out. Get 10% off your first order with code GLOW at oseamalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A-Malibu.com, code GLOW.